Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. We are um, in a series called uh, It's Good News. Amen? It's good. Say it's good news. So I think it was last week or two weeks ago, I was sharing with our staff, um, in our staff meeting, um, the experience I had, oh, probably 11 years ago, and um, I went to, away to a men's retreat, and one day we're all kind of going out, we all went out into the woods individually and, and just to spend time with God. And uh, it was a powerful moment for me, and uh, I remember I was just in, in, in an area and, and down on my knees and, and praying, and all of a sudden... Um, I had this experience that I'll never forget. And now that I look back, I wonder if I was actually translated into heaven. I'm, I'm, I'm not being crazy because the reason why I say it is because it was so real. I, I, can, I can go there in my mind today and feel what I felt. What, here, here's the deal. So all of a sudden, I'm on my, on my knees. I'm praying. I'm, 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 I'm crying. And, and, and all of a sudden, I had, I'm like in the kingdom of heaven, whether on earth or up there. I don't know. But I am... I am all of a sudden standing and I'm walking uh, kind of through the pearly gates and I'm walking down this, this uh, golden road and I'm walking and all of a sudden on the left and the right room, are all these people, and I've shared this before, but here's it again, I share, I, I, all these people were clapping, just like clapping, clapping, and, and I was like, I was, this is really kind of embarrassing, but they were so excited uh, for, for me <laughs> and uh, clapping, and I looked to the left and the right, and I saw people that I recognized, only a few of them, but most of them I never knew, but they were so excited that I was making my way down this path, this golden path, and I knew up ahead of me was, they're clapping, I thought, this is interesting. And I, but it got so overwhelming that I just kind of went to my knees. And I was crawling, I was crawling towards who I, what I knew to be Jesus. And I, and I thought, and, and I, this is just so overwhelming. And finally I get to the end of this, this uh, group of people, this cloud of witnesses, and I couldn't look up, but I had to. I thought, I can't look at God right now. And so I remember I looked up, I saw his feet. I said, what's he going to be doing? I looked up and I saw his knees and I, all of a sudden I saw him. And you know what he was doing? This. He was clapping for me. And, and, and I just was a blubbering mess. I'm t- I just went, oh, no, 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 no. But, but I'll tell you something about that experience. Why am I telling you that today? Because that experience that I just told you all those people lining that street, those cloud of witnesses, that's why we preach the good news. Those were people that shared the good news with me, and those were people that I shared the good news with. Isn't that awesome? And I believe in all of our lives, God, God wants, when we go to heaven one day, that God wants those streets jam-packed with people that we've been able to impact in some way, whether it's with one small word, a hug, whatever it is, I guarantee you, when you get there, you're going to be amazed and you'll be just as overwhelmed as I was just in the presence of God. In this season, many people have been praying more than ever before. And there are millions of people right now all around the world praying as well like never before. Why? Simply the harvest. The lost, those separated from God, the broken and abused, the addicted and attacked, all of those prayers, you didn't know this, are actually preparing us and positioning us for what many are calling the third great awakening. 
This, this amazing revival and harvest time that I believe is coming. In other words, there's something brewing in the heavens. God is up to something good. And he's about to release the power of the gospel in an unprecedented way. Here's our staple verse, Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes the Jew first and also the Gentile. And like I said last week, what this says is it, the good news, is the power of the Christian, not my personality, not my ability, or my charm, or extremely good looks. (laughs) Stop it, Joe. I know that laugh. I love it, but not today. It's the good news. Listen, it's the good news that will get things done. Right? It's, it's, it's the good news that will get things done. Again, not God loves your ability. He loves your, 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 your charm. He loves everything about you. But, but that's not where the power is. It's in the good news. Let me take a few moments to show you something that will help all of us get into the flow of sharing the good news because there is a real spiritual enemy who wants to stop the flow. We know this. He wants nothing more than to put a cap on the good news, to shackle the gospel. And that's where we coming back to Romans 1.16. I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but look at this verse, Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of the good news about Christ... It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. I am not ashamed of the, of the gospel, of the, good work, of, of, of the good news. This verse gives us a clue in how our spiritual enemy tries to stop the good news and why many struggle to give the good news and why the world might resist it. The clue is found in one word, ashamed. Say ashamed. It, it, it's not a word we use a lot. We, we really stay away from a word like that. But Paul is saying something here. He said, it means this meaning to feel shame, to feel less than, not worthy, not capable, and really leaving us not confident in sharing the gospel. Have you ever felt like that? I have. That's how many people feel. That's how many Christians feel. But remember, the good news of Jesus is all-sufficient and all-powerful. It will miraculously change anyone who receives it. That's it. So in this verse, Paul is saying, I choose in this moment not to be ashamed of the good news, but instead I choose to be confident. You know, Paul could have been distracted by his shameful past He could have been deceived by his religious upbringing. But he embraced the fullness of Jesus and what Jesus accomplished on the cross. He was confident in what God did for him. Now listen, I may not know every Bible verse. I may not be the best communicator. I may fumble over my words, but one thing I know, the good news is true. Jesus changed my life. I have a testimony. I have the goods of the good news. And no one can ever take that from me. And no one can ever take that from you. And no one can debate that either in my life. It's just a fact. I was lost and now I'm found. I was alone and now I have a home. I was separated from God and now I have a heavenly father. In other words, I've gotten to the place and I continue to get to this place where I am being made confident and more confident regarding the gospel. 
And I believe when that continues to happen, and God is setting us free and encouraging us and building us up, when that continues to happen, then the Christian possesses the power to reach the world. Remember, it's the good news that does it. Remember that? It's the good news. So let me quickly just share a roadblock, because when we go back and think of this word ashamed, he's saying, hey, listen, I'm going to show you something here. This is what keeps people from really spreading the good news. First, here's a question to ask all of us. How does the good news, how does the good news make you feel? How does the good news make you react? Does it get you excited? Or does it worry you? Are you convinced or are you confused? Just, just, a, just, a, just questions. Maybe it's become old news or even sad news or even bad news. You know, sometimes people can walk into church and they're like, why did I even come here? You know, they're so bound because all they think of is they think of it as religion, not relationships. So they think of it as bad news. Oh man, lightning is going to strike. It's not true. So you might be listening today and feel what many feel, not very sure or confident of the good news. So let's attempt to fix that for a moment, okay? Here's where we'll get started, out of this verse in Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. It's a powerful verse. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. Remember my vision? Right there. Since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd or cloud of witnesses to the life of faith, let us what then strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us then run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Look at this. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Remember, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Jesus showed, he disregarded the shame. Now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. If you've lived for any length of time, you'll understand how a person can intentionally or unintentionally carry the weight of fear or worry or shame or pride or sin, right? Come on. Because we're sheep. And sheep get into trouble. And sheep can get overburdened. I read this really cool article this week about a sheep named Barak. He got lost in the wilderness. He got lost and nobody was there to, to help him. You know, sheep, sheep need to be trimmed. But he got lost. Look, look, at, look at Barak. Is Barak up here? Let me see. If there, there's Barak right there. He got lost in the wilderness. And, no, and he, listen, that's a, just a true story. And, and so they went searching for him. They found him. But you know, you know what happens when a sheep becomes too heavy, becomes too hop top heavy? They fall over and die. They can't get back up. They can't eat. Right? So they get too top of it. They literally just topple over and they just kind of do this. Well, look at that guy. Man, oh man. I mean, he's been carrying a lot for a long time. Poor Barack. Sheep need to be sheared, right? But this is what he was supposed to look like. Look, look at afterwards. Look, look what they did afterwards. Look at Barack now. Look at that guy. Woo! Come on, man. He's got a nice little robe on. He's looking good. Thought he was 80, he was only like four, you know. <laughs> but, but, 
But you know, truthfully, that's what happens. When, when we allow the weight and the burdens and the cares and the, anything that the enemy wants to put on us, we get old quick, don't we? We can get old quick. The truth is, this scripture is telling us that we need to let God have our stuff. Come on. We need to let God have our stuff. We need to let God carry our burdens. We need to, we need to learn how to strip it off and, and throw it down and give it to Jesus, bring it to the foot of the cross where redemption has be, has, is there already now, right? It's already paid for us. Because it's not if we'll sin, come on. It's when. <laughs> Did you hear that? It's not if you'll sin, it's when. But listen, what matters most is that we, is that we get free from it. And as Christians, it's who we go to to get free that matters most. So let me just show you something really cool. In the time of Jesus, the word bondservant. You ever heard that bondservant? It's talked about. This is very important to understand just for a moment. Listen, the bondservant was one who would meet the weary traveler at the door, take their bags, quickly wash their stinky, smelly feet. By the way, that's a picture of what we pick up along the way and a picture of what we've experienced on our journey. All of us do. And the truth is we're all prone to picking up things and carrying burdens that we were never supposed to carry. No one is immune to that. It happens to all of us. But the great thing is we have Jesus, the greatest bond servant of all, still waiting to meet us daily in order to remove the excess burden or weights and the sin that so easily trips us up. Isn't it interesting that they say, and the sin that so easily trips us up? In other words, it's gonna be pretty obvious to you personally. You don't, need, you don't need anybody else to come tell you. It's like, man, I tripped it up. I tripped again. I tripped again. He said, okay, listen, that's, it's okay that you're tripping. You're, see, I, see, I've been tripping lately. I've been, see, I've been tripping lately. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay, right? Just recognize it. Oh, man, going around that mountain again. But he says, but what I want you to do is I want you to recognize it, strip it off, get rid of it. So thank you, Jesus, that, listen, thank you, Jesus, that we can cast our cares on him because he cares for us. I want to show you something very powerful. If you are carrying something inside that no one knows about, you don't want to talk about it with anybody, I, I encourage you, I, if I could command you, I would, to get rid of it today, even in this moment, begin to get rid of it because you have a Savior in Jesus who's waiting with open arms as the bondservant. To, this crazy thing is, when I saw Jesus clapping, I didn't know he was going to do that. But that's the kind of guy he is. That's the kind of big brother he is. He's not looking to, oh, you better come worship me. No, he's, he's coming to serve. So the bond servant says, hey, I know you've been carrying a lot in your life. I know you're struggling with that thing. Listen, dude, we can't hide that from God. He already knows it. But I, listen, I'm here. I am here. Just come to me. Cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. Now, that word cast means to violently throw. Now, look, come on. Here's where, here's where listen, to violently throw. Do you know that? When it says cast your cares, it means to violently throw. If you want to get free from something, and if you really mean it, you'll violently throw that thing down. When you've had enough of something, you'll know it. 
Come on. Violently throw. In other words, if you're trapped in sin, if you're carrying a heavy burden right now, Jesus commands you to violently throw it down at the foot of the cross. It's in that moment where we finally get more than serious about the thing that holds us back or keeps us down. Really, this verse is saying, hey, Dan, you have a choice right now. And this is going to sound, I say this all in love because I've had, I've had deep, like not dark times, but, but um, I've been depressed. Maybe you have too, but I, like, like just a deep depression at times or a heaviness, but just a heaviness. And, and many times it's just the enemy just, just trying to attack a leader, just, just tries to attack a leader in that way. But he, he does that to everybody. But I remember, listen, when, when that moment comes, I have a choice. I can just give into it and start digging my pit, right? Or I can say, Enough is enough is enough is enough is enough. I will tell you right now, you can get free just like that by taking whatever you struggle with in your life and violently, violently throwing it at the foot of the cross. I choose. I either choose to speed up the good news, or slow it down, <laughs> and my life. Jesus chose to disregard the attacks of the enemy. He chose to despise the words of the enemy. Listen, he did not pay attention to the threats of the enemy. He let nothing hold him back, as we just read. He chose to disregard the shame, to ignore it. <clears throat> and I'll say easier said than done, because I've been there. But it's, but it's doable. We have a choice. We're called to do the same. Get rid of anything that holds us back. Strip off any heaviness of, of, or oppression from the enemy. We can call it radical obedience. But letting Jesus take our struggle and sin. Quickly moving and running into our God-given destiny. Completely free of the heaviness of sin. Let's show Barack, the after picture of Barack again. I know you weren't ready for that. There he is. Way to go, Barack. Now show the, show the previous one. Where are you at today? Watching online. Where are you at today? Maybe somewhere in between. Or maybe, maybe you're pre-Brock, you know. Or maybe you're post-Brock. But I'll tell you something. The bondservant right now is waiting with open arms. He's waiting with open arms to take, listen, to take Whatever it is that holds you back. Listen, there's nothing he won't take. He went to the deepest part of hell itself to defeat the enemy of depression and destruction. So listen, you can give him anything. Oh, he can't have that. Oh, yes, he can. We get that, we get a ton. We'll meet with people like, oh man, you're not, you never heard this before. I said, yes, I have. I guarantee I heard it. <laughs> I guarantee I've heard it. But you know what? Jesus has heard it. He already knew it. But, but, but what hinders the world and what hinders a Christian is because we don't believe that Jesus is like this. We think he's like this. Hmm. No, no, he's like this, just like the prodigal, just like the father, prodigal son. He's like, no, 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 come on, I can take it. I can handle it. Remember, I took the sins of the whole world forever on my back. 
I can handle your thing if you just give it to me. I believe whoever we go to first really dictates whether we're going to get free or not. What I'm saying is, is I, I just believe our first, our first initial response should be Jesus every single time. Just your first initial should be prayer. It should be reaching out to a brother or sister and just, hey, man, I got to get this off my chest. That should be our initial response every time. And that'll dictate your pathway to freedom. So Paul's saying this in that verse. He said, I'm, I'm, I know I'm human. I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm not going to let anything hold me back from experiencing and spreading the good news and doing great things for God. Let me say it this way. The good news speeds up when we rid of what slows us down. I mean, come on, we all make mistakes. God loves us unconditionally in our sin in order to get us out of our sin. <laughs> come on. He loves us unconditionally in it to get us out of it, not to stay in it. You guys hear what I'm saying? We're going to see the gospel spread in such a quick way. And the, the way it's going to happen is God's children come to him saying, Daddy, Papa, I need you today. I'm carrying this burden. I'm struggling with shame. Lord, I see pride creeping in again. Lord, will you take it? He's like, yes, I will. Come here. Come here, son. Come here, daughter. I got it. I got this. Come here. Come on. It's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt. Just come here. Come sit on my lap, he would say. I found out that one of the biggest hindrances of this moment is just unwillingness. I don't fear the wrong God. We just, we, again, we, we grow up sometimes learning the wrong God, right? God bless us all. We're trying the best we can. We're only giving people a part of God. But when you get into his presence, you and you alone in his presence, you'll start seeing who the Father really is. Matter of fact, if you want to see the Father, just look to Jesus. You don't have to struggle with sin, oppression, darkness anymore. You can just bring it to Jesus right now. You can bring it to Jesus. That's good news, my friends. That good, good, that's good news. Just a simple, a simple choice, a simple step of radical obedience is the key. I believe obedience is the most powerful weapon against the devil. Radical obedience. I think of the man, the demoniac in the Bible, says he had a legion of demons, probably 2,000 demons. I only got like three or four. This guy had, <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> I think every Christian needs deliverance, by the way, just to let you know. Deliverance is not a bad thing. I mean, you're not possessed by a demon, but a lot of times we have uh, demonic strongholds, just to let you know, or, or we have thought mindsets that the enemy pulls on. So everyone, everyone, like, don't ever think that's not taboo as a Christian. It's not. Just as marriage counseling, every marriage needs marriage counseling. I don't care. You. Every, we need marriage maintenance. Never think that, that's, that there's something wrong with you. Everyone needs it. Come on, man. But he, he had 2,000 demons. Yet, 
when he saw Jesus, he had a free will choice to run to Jesus. Those demons were going to worship him. He ran to Jesus and took his body and kneeled down before Jesus right there. That's what he did. 2,000 demons. So if you only got two or three, that's not going to hold you back. <laughs> I'm not saying you do. But I'm saying if you're struggling with being attacked by the end, it's not going to hold you back. Radical obedience. Radical obedience will take the shame out of the good news and bring the power of God out to the world. Radical obedience. See, right now, right now, you can tell your free will what to do. Do you know that? You can tell your free will what to do. You can love right now. Maybe you got a fight. In this, maybe you got in a fight this morning. Maybe you're here sitting and, and you're, you're, you can't even be next to your spouse. Maybe you're listening online. You got in a fight last night with your spouse. Listen, all you got to do is turn around and say, honey, I love you. And kiss them, and that's it. And that's it. That's done. Don't, don't, don't go into any more conversation that just make a free will decision. I love you. That's it. It's really simple. Matter of fact, say, I love you. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> it was simple, wasn't it? I feel so much love. <clears throat> you know, you can smile right now. There are times when, when in, those, in those dark, you know, those heavy times, it felt like I couldn't even smile. But I'm like, yes, I can. Hello. Hello, world. Smile. You can smile right now. Listen, you can be joyful right now. It just takes, come on. Connie, that's so easy for you. Come on, you're not, it's not fair. Right, she, she does that all the time. Right, but listen, it's really easy. It's just a free will choice. You can laugh right now. Try it. <laughs> Try it. Ha. Woo, yeah. <laughs> See? It's easy. You can be childlike right now. hey, you can forgive right now. That's a big one. Can I just go there for one minute? We're almost done as far as you know, but probably not. Because I just want to help because I love you. Remember, I preached this to me first multiple times because <laughs> I'm working on this, you know, put a lot of hours into these, these things, but... We're trying to get rid of anything that stops the flow of the good news in us, through us, right? And being offended or not willing to give, listen, is the breeding ground of deception. Being offended, not willing to forgive is the breeding ground of deception. The breeding ground. I love what Craig Rochelle says. He goes, being offended, being offended is inevitable. Living offended is a choice. We, we've all been there. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. Every one of us has been hurt or offended, and even right now being offended by someone. And, you know, one pastor said, hey, Dan, listen, this is what I want you to do. Thick skin, but tender heart. Have thick skin, but have a tender heart. Don't let it get inside. Offload it. Or you become like Barak, full of unforgiveness, full of bitterness. You'll tip over in the wilderness and no one's going to find you. You'll be all alone. Stinky. <laughs> I've learned this in life. I may not be able to choose my circumstance. 
I may not be able to choose my season, but I can choose my spirit. I can choose my spirit. I can choose my spirit. I can forgive. Yeah, I got, I got a free will. I, I, got, I got the power of free will to do that and the power of God. You know, I was thinking, and you might not think this is funny, but I thought it was really funny. I always say, man, it's so much, e- it's so much easier to live in the, in the New Testament because we have the Holy Spirit. And I thought, actually, it's easier to live in the Old Testament because if you messed up, they could just get you out of there, right? <laughs> like you're done. If you didn't like someone, oh, you picked up sticks on the Sabbath? Come on, let's get the stones. I mean, it was like, a, it was cut and dry. But now in the New Testament, we got to love and forgive and love and forgive and love and forgive and grace and mercy and it, it, it never stops flowing. That's why we can't do it on our own. We need help, right? <clears throat> But Old Testament piece of cake, just grab a bag of rocks, it's over, right? I mean, that seemed pretty easy. Sorry, but that's just the way it goes. Listen, if you're feeling unworthy, if you're feeling unconfident, if you're uncomfortable about Jesus, well, let me say this, just to go back to forgiveness. When you deal with forgiveness, you will automatically get his favor and God will bring you a wonderful opportunity to restore that relationship. It's when we deal with forgiveness. We just, and I, like I'm speaking to myself, Dan, just choose to get over it right now. Get over it right now. Choose it. Get over it. Get rid of it. Get rid of anything that slows you down, especially the sin that holds you back. See, you, I, have Almighty God living in us. We have the resurrection power of Jesus living in us. He has conquered death and has defeated the power of sin, right? To set us free. That thing can't hold us. It cannot hold us. We think it can because the devil's lying to us. But all it takes is a simple, radical, free will choice to say, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go there. I believe when we fix the Christian, we reach the world. And I say fix, I mean, when we, when we do this, take it, Daddy. I'm going to be very honest with you, Dad, today. I'm, I, I've got some things I'm, I'm holding, and this is where we're going to end right here. I, I, I just got half a message done. We'll, we'll finish the, the next week. But here, this is what we got to do. You guys, can we just, can you, if you're able to stand up, can you just stand up for a moment? Um, Emily, why don't you come up for a minute? I want to, I want to, Emily is not ready for this, but she'll, she'll flow right into it. I want you to know that you're forgiven. I want you to see it. I want you to experience it right now. If you're holding anything, carrying anything in your life, if you have a hidden sin in darkness, Jesus can handle it. He can take it right now. He wants to take it from you. If you will let him. Remember, he's a perfect gentleman. He won't force his way. He'll just say, you know what? I'm here. Come on. I'm right here. Will you give it to me? Will you give it to me? Don't let pride hold you back. Don't let fear hold you back. And don't let shame hold you back. For I am not ashamed or full of shame of the good news. The good news is Jesus can set you free right now in this moment. You can be free. Come on. 
So Emily, just, just quickly lead them through. She's going to lead you through. You have to close your eyes and imagine something, right? You just lead them through. This is something we do all the time in, in, in ministry when we're talking with people or groups of people. Uh, remember, right in this place, Jesus is here, right? Two or three are gathered. And also, he lives in you. So, But he's right here in this place. You're going to picture Jesus personally in your life taking that sin, taking that shame away from you today. Amen? Just lead him right through. Is that on? It's not on. Good. Hey, there we go. Awesome. All right, you guys, close your eyes. Think of the one thing that is holding you back right now something that maybe you stumble over time and time again. And picture Jesus standing in front of you. you it's okay to use your imagination. God made your imagination so yes. that you can know what's happening in the spirit right now. So picture Jesus in front of you. What does it look like and feel like for him to remove that thing? Tell him, Jesus, take this. I release it to you. He's removing it off of you, yes. off the burden off your shoulders, you, that dark, heavy thing on the inside of you. He's removing it. He's taking it out. Mm -hmm. you, you should feel a weight lifting. Yes. You should feel a little bit of peace. Thank you, Lord. What, is, what is he doing with that thing? Whatever it looks like, whatever it feels like, what is he doing with that? Because he went to the cross so that he could completely obliterate it. Yes. Thank you. You're not going to take it back. He's removing it and he's throwing it away. Yes. As far as the east is from the west, he's erasing it as if it never even happened. And now he wants to give you something to replace it. What is he giving you? Instead of that heavy thing, instead of that darkness, instead of that pain, what is he giving you in its place? Take it from his hands. If it's a literal thing, take it. Put it in your soul. Put it right there in your heart. Yeah. Speak out what he's giving you. Anyone speak it out? Speak out what God just gave you. Just speak it out. What did he give you? Contentment. Contentment. Thank you. What else? Anything else? Time. Time. Yeah. Success. success. Love it. Gave you success. Love it. Peace. 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 There's nothing like the peace of God. Yeah. It can't be bought. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for your peace. Yeah. Thank you for success. Thank you for your love, Lord, filling their hearts the hearts of your children. Yes. Thank you, Lord, that your burden is easy and light and comfortable. It's not heavy or hard or sharp. They're not weighed down any longer, Lord. So we receive what you're giving us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for washing us clean. Thank you, Jesus. Now we're gonna move forward. We're gonna take this and give it to somebody else. We're gonna take what you just did for us, Jesus, and we're gonna give that to somebody else. So we just thank you for the power of your good news, Lord. 
for setting us free time and time and time again in Jesus' name. Now pray this prayer when you say, Heavenly Father, thank you for taking my burden. Thank you for taking my sin. Thank you for taking that which was slowing me down so that I can speed up and fulfill my destiny. Jesus, I declare that you are my Lord and I am confident in the good news. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.